0: It's the lightning rod coming back at you February 23rd 2022 the show that airs more than the lightning play. I am Johnny pipes coming to you from Miami Florida where it is starting to get warm again. Who am I kidding? It's always warm across the virtual street a little to the north a little to the west. Gannon what is up buddy?
1: Howdy howdy. I like the another new intro. Yeah it is finally starting to warm up around here. It's a been a Quite a mild February for Florida,
0: yeah, yeah, uh, it's been just stupid nice out here lately with the breeze and temperature, like in the maxing out at the seventies, you know you get a good, solid like two months of this, and then it it just becomes Florida again,
1: two months that's even pushing it,
0: yeah, yeah, it is, so if you want to uh, reach out and talk to the show, you can. We do have a number you can call and leave us a sweet voicemail, 727-416-0613. That's uh, the Lightning Rod one at com. if you want to email us. That's the number one. Or uh, you can hit us up on Twitter at Lightning Rod pod. All those ways to talk to the show. Like I said in the intro, uh, we do air more than the Lightning play this month. So uh, between the last show and this show, there weren't any games. So it's actually kind of boring. Um, we had real life we had to get to. Uh, well, there is a game tonight, which we'll talk about a little later. They are finally hitting the ice again tonight against the uh, Edmonton Oilers, or uh, if you want to pronounce it, the uh, Frogway, the Wale, Edmonton Wale. The S is silent. So it's, uh, <laughs> it's exciting. It's It's one of those things where they don't play enough to even remember that there's a game on, like you'd think we'd be chomping at the bit, but then you get used to doing other things in life and they're like, Oh shit, there's a game on tonight <laughs> and you got to like stop everything and make sure that you're there to watch it. So
1: trust me, I was counting down the days. Yeah. Oh yeah. I get like without the all-star break this time, like I was just, bored i mean there's no football no hockey no nothing you know i watched some other teams uh you know play some games but no no lightning hockey that's what we're all here for so yeah i was bored as hell
0: i did watch uh, a couple of games this weekend i watched um hurricanes they played uh whoever the hell it was that they played penguins Panthers. that's who they played the penguins oh Peng- that was a uh that was an interesting game i don't even have any idea who won i watched Hurricanes go out to like a ridiculously early lead. They played um I wanna say they scored in the first nine seconds of both the second and third period. I know the Penguins did come back at least once. Um and then it was in Pittsburgh, but I don't remember if they came back again or if or if the Canes ended up ended up winning. I just got wrapped up in playing video games and other more important things.
1: I know the Canes won, but I'm not sure if it was regulation or overtime. But yeah, that that was they uh, saw the PR NHL. They tweeted a stat. It was like they're the only team to score uh, within the first uh, or the last 10 seconds of uh, one period, in the first 10 seconds of the the preceding period, which I thought was a pretty you know that's never happened before. So uh, that's pretty cool.
0: They were playing really well, and uh, Pittsburgh just kept clawing back. Like it looked like Canes had it for the duration of the game and then penguins just kept coming back. So I have no, I have no idea who won. Um, well, I don't even remember the other game. I was watching uh, Panthers play somebody and, uh, it's, it's hard for me to pay attention if the, if the lightning aren't playing, if I got other stuff going on, I'm like, man, I should take some notes and watch the competition. But no, no, it doesn't happen.
1: <laughs> <I'm> <laughs> yeah. Like, like if I'm watching another team, it's just cause I'm bored, you know, I don't want to watch anything on TV. Uh, you know, I I like I like watching the other players and the other stars in the league, but uh again, I don't analyze it as a uh, as uh, as in depth.
0: Yeah, it's it's tough. It's tough.
1: Okay, I'm back.
0: <laughs> nice. 5 seconds and not 5 minutes yeah. I like that. <laughs> I definitely appreciate the minute the seconds over the minutes.
1: Yes. Yeah, me too, trust you? me.
0: <laughs> I'm wait, I'm waiting on you. I'm wait, waiting on you to, to hear the whole phone call. Who are you? <laughs> <laughs> Oh man. Uh, so in the meantime, like, we, well, you know, we'll talk about the, the Wale's game a little later. Uh, we, we were going to ask our, our fans this week, you know, to kind of give us some of their human interest stories about the lightning. Like what, what made you a lightning fan or what, what are your early good memories of the lightning? Uh, I would say the the responses that we got, um, would take more than one episode, but really it won't even take more than a couple of seconds so let's uh, let's first start out and check our uh, let's vo- check our voicemail queue. What do you think? You want to check our voicemail?
1: Do we, is the light flashing?
0: Let me see. It might be a self test. Hold on. Let's see. Caller. Yeah, let's let's find out who is it. All right, baby kicks. And what question you have for to Cleo today? All right, let's find out. Here we go. Let's see if this system works. This is Johnny Pipes testing one. Two, three, three, two, one. Test out. All right. Voicemail queue empty. The light is no longer flashing.
1: (laughs) Sounded like a nice guy.
0: (laughs) I do like that uh, I get a transcript on the screen. That's pretty accurate. It gets the numbers right and everything. That's pretty damn cool, to be honest.
1: Yeah, my phone does that, but it never really picks up anything. Like it'll get like two words out of ten,
0: so I figure well you know what we'll just we'll, we'll we'll give our own we'll give our own uh kind of kind of stories, and uh you know that'll that'll take up a good portion of the show and then uh you know we'll get to whatever else uh, afterwards what do you think
1: well my story my story isn't very glamorous um I, I want to hear yours if there is anything to it
0: oh i I'll, I'll spin it I'll spin a yarn we'll we'll, we'll see. We'll see where it goes. Uh, might um, you know it's it's a little foggy to be honest. So the years between like two thousand and two thousand and five for me are kind of a large blur to be honest. Yeah, yeah, I remember some of it, so I might have to piece some of it together from old sugar packets. But let's see. Um, I have been watching the team since. I mean, early days. That I remember I knew of them being a team when I was in high school. But it, you know, how people are when they're younger and they get distracted by things and they're not being maybe as dedicated of a fan as they are in their in their later years. I was more of a baseball guy growing up, and um, a little bit of football, hockey. You know, when you when you grow up in Florida, as you know as well, it's hard to get into hockey because it's just you don't play it. So watching basketball, watching baseball, watching a little bit of football, and then just kind of hearing about hockey. I think when I turned uh, 21 is when I really started to pay attention to them. And this was around, like around 2001-ish. They were starting to get good. They had Vinny, they had Marty, uh, Brad Richards, and then the Boulin wall and goal. And uh, when they made that run, to uh, To the finals is when I really kind of jumped on board. I know that sounds bandwagon-y, but, I mean, everyone's got a starting point somewhere, and that's what pulled me in. And then I continued on with them through the lean years. I always thought it was really hilarious that as soon as Tampa won their first Stanley Cup, they basically immediately shut the league down. It was like the league couldn't handle a team from Florida winning an ice hockey game, and so... Bye bye league, and then it was, it, but it's, the hilarious part is as soon as our team won, then like Carolina won the next actual Stanley Cup Finals if I remember correctly.
1: Yeah, they were o six, and then the Ducks after that.
0: I do remember. And the Ducks five one.
1: years, five years before the Lightning was Dallas in uh, '99. So a bunch of small market teams, you know, went on a tear, you know, in that in that time period.
0: Dallas is not a small market. <laughs> non
1: traditional market. We'll say that.
0: Okay. Non traditional makes sense. Dallas is by no means a small market at all. Good point. <laughs> yeah. They're a small market for hockey. We'll say that. They mm-hmm. are a small market for hockey because I know that's one of my earliest hockey memories, it had nothing to do with the game. I just remember going on a cross country trip and uh, stopping at the Mall of America in Minneapolis and seeing the arena for the Minnesota North stars. Uh, it was in the parking lot of the mall of America and they had a big old picture of Mike Madonna on the front. And I thought the Minnesota North stars had a really cool color scheme. I thought they had a really cool sweater. Uh, and it was kind of sad even though I had no investment in the team whatsoever. I thought it was sad when they moved to Dallas cause it was like, I don't, I hate the Cowboys. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm probably gonna hate the stars too. I mean, the Cowboys wear stars on their helmet. You're gonna call your team the Stars, like I'm just gonna hate you because I hate you.
1: No, I've never had anything against Dallas.
0: No. no. Nah.
1: I mean, you know, obviously some some quick hate in the in those last finals, but I, it's always been a team that I you know I, I would root for on most occasions.
0: I kind of wish that they would use the Cowboys color scheme, but then again, I also think that all cities should match their color schemes up with all their teams really there's
1: actually only one city in the u.s that yeah it's uh, pittsburgh ah i was gonna quiz you
0: yeah it's pittsburgh it's it well i mean to be honest you can you can it works a little bit easier for pittsburgh because black and yellow are so distinct and they don't there's no shades of either one it's black and yellow like that's it but if you look at say a team you know a city like seattle seattle is there there are Kind of matching. They're all like aquamarine shades of green for mm-hmm. all of their teams. They have a tealish, aquamarinish, black and, and gray and white um for all of their teams. So they're somewhat close. And they're really it.
1: I like their color schemes, but as long as they don't wear like jerseys that resemble the, the Seahawks, like traffic cone jerseys, the or that light green high-vis jerseys. I, I wasn't a fan of those.
0: Oh, those were called the action green. Action green. It's action green, and then their grays are called their wolf gray. Hmm. I know that being a resident there for five years.
1: Oh, that's right. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I mean, it was different, but, oh, when you want to talk about the, the NFL color rushes, because that's what you're talking about. These are the color rush jerseys. That started about f- five or six years ago. Where they decided on Thursday Night Football that they would do, you know, Nike wanted to sell some more jerseys, so let's do the color rush. And um, our whenever the Bucks played the uh, Rams, I think it was on that uh, Thursday Night, they called it they called it the Ketchup and Mustard Game because we were straight red. I've heard of that. They were straight yellow. We were straight red. So it was like if you had a tube TV, you were you you couldn't adjust the contrast enough. It was a mess. It was a mess, and then um, I can't remember who the. I think it was when the Jets played the Bills one Thursday night. They called it the Christmas game because it was all green versus all blue, or all <laughs> green versus all red. But they don't they don't do the color rushes anymore, which is good. They do a little do anything for Nike to sell more jerseys, really. All right. Well, so that's my story. I guess I got a, after the uh, lockout, and uh, and they, the the subsequent. You know, Lightning not really playing that well for a while. Um, They had that good run in 2011, and I did pick them back up. And um, I saw them play against Boston in the Eastern Conference Finals, and they lost to uh, the inevitable champs at the time with the the Tim thomas goalied Boston Bruins. Mm -hmm. And uh, after that, I was paying a little bit more attention. I had more time, and uh, I followed them and— saw everything going on and then I was at I want to say the one or two games before Marty St. Louis got traded. I was at one of those games against the Maple Leafs. So I saw one of his last games before he bounced out. And then that's pretty cool. The rest is kind of history, you know. I've been I fell in and I've been hooked on ever since. I also had a lot more time to uh, to pay attention And started getting, it it helps a lot now when you can get the package for different sports. Like I didn't have the baseball package or the football package or the hockey package. And once I finally was in a place where I could get that and I was starting to be able to watch every game and then go into a dive bar that I knew of that had all the packages and being able to watch all the games there, um, it was a hell of a lot easier to pay attention and I just, you know, became more and more of a fan each day. And then here we are, where uh, we're making small talk about them on a podcast that uh, 15 people listen to by the week's end.
1: <laughs> yeah, like my experience, like, f- I'm, I'm not going to say finding the team, but like really starting to get interested and involved with them, it, it was kind of silly in a way. Like, you know, me, me and my friends, we were still all in high school. And we'd go over to everybody's house and, you know, play some video games, whatever. And they started playing NHL. I didn't know how to play it, so I just pick up the controller. And I'm just, I'm having a blast with it. Again, you know, just playing like shit, first time picking it up. But I was like, man, this game is actually really fun. Like, I should actually pay attention to some hockey. Um, and, you know, it was right. It was, uh, I can't remember the year, but I remember just being giddy as shit during the offseason, just waiting for the season to start you know, knowing nothing about the players, only evaluating them from like what their overall stats were, uh, in the game and who I scored, who I scored with, you know, against my friends. Those were immediately like my favorite players, uh, like, like Tyler Johnson and and Val Philpola, who, uh, we'll, we'll bring up a little later. Um, yeah, so really the, the video games, uh, really got me into it, but I do remember years before that, um, my, my parents, they went to a, uh, they went to a lightning game. This was probably somewhere like, you know, 06, 07, 08, somewhere around there. And they got a uh, little tiny, like, wallet picture of, uh, like, Vinny LeCavalier, And it was signed by him. And I remember I had it in my room for, you know, a couple of years. And I never thought anything out. I was just like, oh, lightning player, whatever. And I ended up just losing the photo. But, um... You know, like a couple moves ago, but I, you know, now looking back on it, it's like, man, what I would do to just have a signed picture of any Le Callier? And, you know, it probably just ended up in the trash somewhere. Uh, you know, I, I didn't know it at the time, but I, I just look back and laugh.
0: That story is a hell of a lot better than mine. <laughs> I didn't have, I didn't have any wallet size pictures. I had to, I had to <laughs> yeah, draw just- them all from memory.
1: <laughs> yeah, it just, uh, it just hung up on my like dresser for years. And I, again, thought nothing of it. Oh, just hockey player with a name on it. Turns did, out to be the one of the greatest players in franchise history.
0: I did pick up a Tampa Bay Lightning puck or a puck with the logo on it um, from the St. Pete Pier at a gift shop one time when I was a kid. And I held on to that for a very long time. So that kind of can count, maybe. I'm just reaching now yeah. at this point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so uh it the rest is kind of history, but here's the thing, like doesn't matter really how how your fandom is. Some people put a lot of stock in that. You know, fights have been had over less um I don't know. I don't think it really does as long as you actually pay attention. It's nice when you have Fandom of of a of a smaller team, or you know a smaller market team. Really, in any sport, because it's hard to, it's it's hard to fake devotion to a team like that. Like it's so easy to become a fan of a you know a Yankees or you know somebody like that. It's real easy to do that. You can go into any store in any part of the country and be like, I just want a baseball hat and you're going to get a Yankees hat or you're going to get a Red Sox hat. It's hard to do that with small market teams. So, you know, it it does change a little bit when your team starts winning, you know, especially you win back-to-back cups and you start seeing more and more lightning jerseys when they're playing in places like Edmonton or something like that, you know. Um, I don't really have an issue with that. It's nice to have, but does does it ever make you feel almost resentful in a way to see fans that you're like, where the hell were you a year and a half ago or eight years ago or 10 years ago or something like that? Does any part of you ever think that?
1: Kind of. Yeah. Like I, I, you can tell some of these fair weather fans from, from a mile away again i'm on facebook a lot and that's where you see some of these these wine moms that have only been watching since you know 2019 and whatever um did you just you, call, you, you, what can did, you tell call, did
0: you call them wine, wine
1: moms wine
0: okay elaborate on wine moms for me please because i haven't God, touched facebook gonna, in ages so i'm really <laughs> curious where this wine mom thing is coming from they're
1: the people that like they're, they're wine mom like have you heard the term before it's like you know Karen, I guess, would be a pretty close equivalent so I to know, it.
0: I've heard of Karen. I hate that term, but mm-hmm. I, I know of it and I know what it is. So how do they relate yeah. to Karens? Are they similar? Like I like synonyms? Wine Mom better. Well, Wine Mom yeah, is a little yeah. classier. Like Wine Mom, <laughs> when I think of Wine Mom, I don't think like, okay, here's somebody that's a bitch. You know, like a Karen, even though I hate that term so damn much, like that's what I think is meant by the term is like, okay, this person's a, you know, a biznatch. Whereas a wine mom, I'm like, okay, well, this is, you know, a, a lady who likes wine and has kids.
1: And I'm just using that as like kind of a blanket term to cover all these fair weather fans is what I guess I can call them more specifically. Um, just the people that... You know, they they watch the game, they can understand the rules of it, but don't really understand the finer, like, nuances of it, I guess. They, they you know, they, they have the people that they love. You know, I saw people that were, you know, d- devastated over trading Tyler Johnson, and I get it, he was, a, he was a fan favorite, Uh, you know, for his entire tenure here, really, but, you know, at, at a certain point, you know, he did become kind of a non-option with that contract. They didn't, not really understanding how, you know, teams have to manage the cap and and all the uh, the things that come with it, you know. And it's not like that they're strictly just upset that you know we had to get rid of X player. It's like oh they just don't understand why we had to get rid of them. Um, and I get that's a little more technical, you know, business part of the sport. I, I get some people are just blissfully ignorant, and just watch the hockey. And well, I'm not that I'm like envious of that, but you know, it must be nice to be that blissfully ignorant.
0: Um, I'm going to go ahead and admit admit right now that I am that blissfully ignorant because I wish Tyler Johnson was on our team right now.
1: Oh man. Okay. Well, um, Tyler Johnson is still like my
0: (laughs) avatar in certain, you know, in, in on certain online profiles. Like I, I still love TJ as a matter of fact, I just looked up the other day. Like he's, he's about to come back. Like he's about to, he's about to start playing for Chicago again. Like he's been out since October with a neck injury which I didn't even know I just was wondering like man are you that are you are you that regressed that like Chicago won't even play you they're not even they're not even that good but then I looked it up and it's like okay he hurt his neck like he had surgery on his neck and he's about to come back into the into playing again in the next like week or two.
1: Mm-hmm. He had that same surgery that Jack Eichel had that uh, Buffalo didn't want him to get, whatever. So, like, literally a week or two after Eichel gets that surgery, they're like, oh yeah, Tyler Johnson's gonna be out for two, three months doing the same surgery. Um, you know, the team didn't make a big fiasco about that. So, um, and don't get me wrong, I love him. He was my absolute first, like, favorite player. Um, he was, I didn't buy, you know, the only jersey that I have. Uh, like, actual jerseys, Vasilevsky, but I bought one of those, like, hoodie jersey things, and that was the first one I got. I wanted Tyler Johnson. He was my favorite guy, and I'm just using his him as an example, um... But, you know, and and you know this is the fact, you know, he was making, you know, five and a half million dollars for an extremely reduced role. We knew we had a big cap crunch coming. We knew that that was the contract we had to get rid of, you know, for the amount of production versus uh, compared to what he was making. He was a non-option. We had to get rid of him and we had to throw in a sweetener. Um... You know, if money were no option, I'd love to have them on the team, but not at that cap hit. And I get it's not all about caps and what, you know, what I'm going back to these Fairweather fans, like, you know, if they, they think all of our players are saints and they think that every even just brush against our players is suspendable and whatever else. And the people that don't watch these games with an open mind, I, I guess I can say, you know, if if everything that the lightning do is clean 100% you know the people that are going to blame the refs for every single thing and again i'm not i i hate calling them Fairweather fans as well cuz i know they are truly passionate but just don't really look you know they're they're watching these games with almost rose colored colored glasses
0: well folks if you want to voice your complaints about everything that gannon just said please call 727-416-0613 we would love to hear it. We would love to hear it. I already it. hear
1: too much of it.
0: <laughs> we would love to hear your responses.
1: But that's my own fault.
0: If you are a wine mom, please call in and tell us about being a wine mom because we want to know. We want to know.
1: Oh, yeah. It doesn't matter. Nothing matters. No. <laughs> Colin, maybe we can share a glass.
0: Yes. Yes. Uh, Speaking but, of that, what, uh, uh, are, you, uh, <laughs> are you drinking on this show night?
1: I'm drinking a Chick Fil A lemonade.
0: Hey, you know that's some pretty damn good lemonade.
1: It is. Don't sleep on it. But no, I'm not indulging in the alcohol. I got a long drive ahead of me.
0: That's true too. That's right. You do you do your show from a from a remote location, so you can't. Mm-hmm. That's right. I'm drinking on uh, some some Trader Jose's some uh, some Trader <laughs> Jose knockoff uh, knockoff Corona Modelo. It's really not that good, to be honest.
1: But it's cheap. One and done.
0: It's cheap. That's all that matters. That's all that matters. Okay,
1: but going back to talking about some former Lightning players and alumni from a couple of years ago, um, Val Filipula, if the name rings a bell, you know he was on the Lightning for a couple of years. Probably, probably he hasn't been on the team for four or five years now. But I him do and the, him. Uh, yeah, you know, I, I. He was also one of like my favorite fl- players when I first started watching. Um, especially because I scored the hell out of some goals with him uh, on NHL, the game. So uh, that, that was a big reason towards it. But again, I, I liked him. But he and the Finns, they won gold um, in the Olympics. I'm not sure if he was their captain. But it, you know it's nice seeing uh, Val Filpola still getting it done uh, post-NHL career.
0: Val Filippo was on the uh, Stanley Cup runner-up team in 2015. Yeah, the 15 team. I do remember that. Uh, he, he played for the the Red Wings prior to that. Um, and then he went... What was the last team he played for? He bounced around a little he, bit. But He, he
1: went to uh, Long Island, and then I think he went back to Detroit. I think he only played a season, maybe not even a full season in Long Island. Back to Detroit, and then... Um, I'm not sure where he's playing right now. Um, But, you know, he's playing somewhere that allows him to go play in the Olympics. So he's he's probably playing somewhere in Europe, maybe the SHL, Swedish League.
0: Yeah, and they won their medal in... China! That's right. (laughs) Good for them. Um, Who did they beat? Like, the U.S. weren't... They weren't runners-up, I don't think. They they were like, what, third or fourth?
1: No, both U.S. and Canada got knocked out in the... uh, in the qualifying rounds, Uh, the U.S. fell to Slovakia, and I think the Canadians fell to the Russians, and I think uh, the Finns beat the Russians for gold. Yeah. Or the the Russian Olympic Committee, pardon me.
0: Did anybody... When was the last time anybody saw us beating, let's say, China? (laughs) Did they even play? Like, Did they even have... Did they did they play at all like because I know that um, they had guys with residences in China that weren't Chinese like Russian guys or whatever wasn't Schuster playing for a team in the KHL that was based out of China?
1: Yes, yeah, he was playing uh, in Beijing in the uh, yeah in the Continental League, uh, the KHL. Uh, but there were some um north americans that were playing for china uh brendan yip he's a former nhler he was playing for china and i think a couple others that just don't ring a bell i think that's the most notable name to me at least um and i i can't remember if it was the women's or the men's but i know china got blown the hell out uh like it was like 10 to 2 one of the games um I can't remember, you know, male or female who who did it. But, you know, it's China and hockey. They're not going to stand a chance no matter where you host it.
0: Yeah. And, of course, it was hosted in China. <laughs> I just wanted to play these. <laughs> Ah, the olympics the olympics were terrible i you know i'm sure that for the families of people that were there you know the the athletes i'm sure that it was great you know wonderful opportunity for them and i'll always root i'll 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 always root for the united states of america i'll always root for them but you know the, the the coverage of the olympics were so terrible and no one cares about it anymore and and it's a it's a cycle. You don't care about it because the coverage sucks, and the coverage sucks because nobody cares about it. It's it's not <laughs> the, like the old nobody days. wants to watch. Nobody wants to watch
1: these games at you know eight a.m. or at you know one a.m. The you know the games being in China really hindered the North American audience, which is predominantly where you know people are going to be watching uh, at least hockey. Um, I can say I only watched about one period of. Uh, the of the US women's playing I can't remember who they were playing that, that, that's just how irrelevant it was to me and to everybody else though I'll tell you the same thing
0: yeah they really kind of uh, were hosed without NHL players there because that literally was the only thing that I was going to be interested in watching at all was the hockey that's it and I mean I would have caught it at whatever time I know like the person that works in my office really loves the U.S. Women's Hockey Team, and so she's like, "Hey, I'm going to telework tomorrow because I'm absolutely going to be watching the U.S. Women's Hockey game like at the at like eleven o'clock t- tonight." Like, hey, whatever, that's cool. And um, you know, yeah, and the-
1: I, I I hate not giving the credit to women's hockey because it really is a great spectacle to watch. They are as skilled, if not yeah, they're as skilled, if not more skilled than than these men. Uh, than the men. Uh, You know, it's a pretty much, I'm not going to say no contact, but limited contact, uh, you know, comparing it to uh, men's leagues, which gives them a little bit more skill and creativity. You know, you're not going to get lit up or blindside hit from anybody. So uh, they they do get a little bit more of a chance to show off their their skills and their mitts and uh, whatever they can do with the puck. So uh, it really is fun to watch, just not at 9 a.m.
0: Yeah, I'm not even... Myself at 9 a.m. And I get up at 6 no. and I'm still not myself at 9 a.m. <laughs> That's pretty bad.
1: Uh, one cool thing about the uh, about the Olympics and, and the women, uh, Marie-Philippe Poulin, uh, one of the Canadian women, uh, she uh, broke a record for the... I think it, she's the only uh, player in the history of the Olympics, male or female, to score in... Um, four gold medal games, and I believe she did. She has scored seven of the last ten goals in these uh gold gold medal games for Canada. Which you know that's you, you've got the likes of Gretzky and Lemieux and uh all these fantastic players that have played in the Olympics. Um, to hold a record like that is pretty insane.
0: Very good. Okay. Very good. <laughs> That's awesome. I'm happy for not at the expense of the U.S. Yes. Yeah. Like, let let her do that against, you know, the Soviet Union. (laughs) I'm fine. I'm fine with that. You know, the U.S. But they trade back and forth. It seems like it seems like they trade back and forth. You know, one one Olympics, U.S. wins. One Olympics, Canada wins. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Again, especially this year, I'm not taking it super seriously at all.
0: Well, it's over now and I didn't even know it was over until I saw yeah. on TV they're like closing ceremonies. I'm like, oh shit, that was it, huh? <laughs> well I'll be damned. Yeah, yeah.
1: Literally <laughs> nobody cared.
0: Yeah, it's I tried watching some of the obscure stuff. It's it's there because on cable that I have, you know. NBC and USA was because there's no, and then there's also the Olympic Channel, which is I think owned by or put on by NBC. I didn't even know it was a thing until I got this this cable package. And, uh, I've never heard of it. There's uh MS or S uh, N is no longer a thing. They ceased to existence as soon as the, um, the 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 calendar year turned over. They're no longer a thing. So all the stuff gets played on USA now.
1: Uh, oh okay I thought I thought the sports network would stay up I just thought their contract with the NHL ran out and it wasn't being renewed
0: well when there wasn't NHL on NBCSN the only other thing they ever showed was the auto auctions it was so bad and horse racing I never saw horse racing on there did you see horse racing on there
1: they would do like the triple crown races I'd see advertising for it but I wouldn't watch it
0: no kidding yeah, like uh, if, if, if it wasn't hockey, all I ever saw on there was the auto auctions and uh, sometimes rugby. They would do the rugby sevens, which is fun, <laughs> which is fun to watch. But, uh, yeah, so SN is going. So USA, if NBC would only show stuff in primetime, um, so after your, your evening news in the place of Jeopardy uh, or whatever the hell they show that is in that time slot, But on USA, every time I would turn it on, it would either be curling or, like, biathlon. And you want to talk about, like, don't get me wrong. Curling is is fun to watch when you're hammered and you're at a bar with your friends and you just want something to make fun of for a while. But... When you're sober in your house and you're drinking coffee and you're not at work and you're happy you're not at work, so you're trying to find something on TV to watch. Like the Olympics is on, and you turn it on, and it's ice shuffleboard. Like this is, this is terrible. <laughs> mm-hmm. it,
1: it is a fun, fun event to like poke fun at. Um, I couldn't tell you a damn thing about it though.
0: I can tell you that as much as I would make fun of the people doing it, I would not be any good at it at all. Not at all. No. So, oh no. You know, if you are if you're out there and you and you curl, uh, you know, hold hold your head no up high because you're way better of a person than I am. Like you have a talent <laughs> that I will never ever have.
1: Absolutely. Yep. Uh, so, shall we get into some lightning news?
0: Yeah, I guess we've been dicking around long enough here, so yeah. <laughs> that was
1: a good one. What limited... yeah, I beat you on that one, man. <laughs> <laughs> what limited news that we have.
0: All right, so with our with our news segment, we're going to start segmenting our shows uh, starting starting next episode. So we'll start now by my loud, annoying voice. Here is Gannon.
1: Well, um, in recent news, well, the Lightning uh, reclaims Jamel Smith off of waivers from Detroit, who we had lost uh, him to earlier this season. Uh, I'm not sure what the plan is with there. I'm sure they're probably going to keep him in the minors until, you know, we do have to call him up Um but, you know, it's nice having him back. He plays a good hard game. So, um, good good depth option to have if, you know, Kachuk or, um, you know, ABB can't play or something. But hopefully we don't have to shuffle him in the lineup. But, you know, it's, it's nice to have him back.
0: Where the hell is ABB?
1: Well, um, he is probably leaving the hospital. He is actually a new father uh, circa last week. So, he's probably well well behind the hospital now, but, um, yeah, he, uh, his wife gave birth, um, and he is now a first time father, but yeah, I'd like to see him back in the lineup.
0: Yeah. Like, but there's just no room that sucks, right?
1: Yeah. And they don't want to plug him into the bottom six. You know, that's where you're going to get your, your grind lines and your possession lines They're You know, he, objectively is a he's an offensively talented player and i'm surprised that the lightning were able to claim him back on the waivers because um i forget if the waiver wire is based on last season or the current season but either way the lightning are near the bottom of the waiver wire so i'm, I'm surprised that he went through you know 30 something teams and and ended up back with us you know he had two points in three games with seattle and you know a couple goals couple points with us I'm I'm, again you're right there is no room for him I'm not sure if his you know if the contract comes into play or whatever I'm not sure what he's making but you know if there if there is an injury to like well I'm not even gonna if there's like a couple of our top guys out you know like Kucherov point Stamkos I'm sure they would plug him in somewhere but if it's just one injury uh, to the forward group especially if it's you know top six guys I think uh, Cooper would rather run uh, eleven and seven. Then start plugging in um some uh some taxi squad forwards.
0: So you mentioned a couple of terms, and uh, we're gonna spend some time within our show uh, breaking down some hockey terms for folks that may listen and don't really watch a lot of hockey. That's a very interesting question. So, what? Give us an explanation as to what a grind line and a possession line are.
1: Well, we've got the perfect archetypes on our team right now. Um, you know, I'd say the grind line is that, um, I don't even know where they really slot in at as the third or fourth line, but um, right now it's a Perry, Belmar, Maroon. They're the line that's going to hit you. They've got the ability to score and make good plays. And, you know, uh, let's say it's two to one close game. They're, they're going to be out there trying to kill time. As everybody knows, or should know, that Maroon is probably one of the best possession players in the game. He's not great at passing or skating, but he can keep the puck for... I've seen him keep the puck on his stick for longer than most NHL shifts. He'll have it up against the boards or just rag it around the zone. Same thing with Perry and same thing with Belmar. They they will hit you and they will steal the puck from you. Uh, it, it's the... The the same thing that we had the last two years that Gordon, Goudreau, Coleman line, uh, they're they're gonna they're gonna have the puck more often than not, and if they do not have the puck, they will damn sure not make it easy on you to keep that puck.
0: Okay, so that is what you would consider the possession line or the grind line, which one, or are yeah. they or are they the yeah. same thing? Interchangeable. Okay, now does it matter? Is it is it always the third line? that's doing that
1: uh, typically yeah you know with the, the you know when I use the terms like bottom six you know it's the you know you split the the top two and the bottom two um, I, I'd say it is typically more the uh, the third line is the possession line air quotes um, you know that's what again you know the the two championship years that was our third line. Because if they didn't have the puck, they were coming in with a hard, hard forecheck, or they had it. You know, they, they hardly ever were hemmed into their their own zone. You don't see that happening uh, with the this current uh, school bus line, as they like to call themselves. You don't see that happen. They don't get caught in their zone. They are defensively responsible and will chew clock. And mm, the, they've got the ability to score as well. They're not you know fourth line plugs that are just there to be out there to you know, punch your face in or, you know, pr- protect the guys. Um, which if you look at like, you know, the bottom half of the team, a lot of these lineups, they don't have identity on these bottom two lines. They don't necessarily have a role other than, you know, hit hard, punch hard and all that. Like uh, a good example of it, albeit not this year is the Islanders as much as I hate to give them credit. uh they call themselves the identity line, which is Matt Martin, Casey Sezikis, and Cal Clutterbuck. They will they, they can do everything that I mentioned before. They can score. They can fight. They can hit. They don't get hemmed into their, their own zone. And you know most of the time, they're taking it up the ice, even if they have to just dump it in off the glass and go for a change. They're keeping the puck moving, and they're keeping it away from their goalie.
0: Okay, so that makes sense. So what would you call, or does the fourth line have a uh, cute little nickname or are they just called I don't know, fourth, fourth liners
1: um so the identity line was it's just a nickname for that islanders line i guess uh even though it's been kind of being broken up uh this year considering how they're performing obviously you're going to want to shake things up um as of uh for, for this uh, oilers game the the fourth line looks a little different i think it's what they were doing, uh, what Cooper had for the Devils game. You know, he's been shuffling the lines up uh, recently, but as of right now, the, again, air quote, fourth line, um, they're pretty interchangeable with the third line. Uh, right now, Joe Smith has it uh, projected as uh, Colton, Sorelli, and Radish, um, which, you know, that that's interesting. I, I like it for sure. Uh, I just don't know... Yeah. I, I don't know if I'm gonna be a big fan of Sorelli playing limited minutes. I know Colton and uh Radish, they they're two of the lowest uh, average Ice Times on the on the team right now, and Sorelli he is an integral part of you know of our forward core being a a, a great two way player. Uh, he might be able to boost the guys with uh the his line mates with his speed. I know Colton's got a got a wicked one-timer uh same thing with Radish he's got a great shot as well which is you know one of one of Sorelli's shortcomings he's a he's a you know he's got a nose for the net but he he doesn't have the greatest shot so um you know he's a terrific centerman he can make some excellent passes uh but all all three of those guys on that line they'll they'll play hard but they play above their their weight level uh similar to how how Yanni Gord plays you know they're gonna punch up they're gonna They don't care who you are. They're going to go in hard. I still don't know about Radish. You know, his game develops, you know, every day. And same thing with Colton. He's still young enough. But we know who Sorelli is now. Uh, You know, we have known for years now. So uh, I think you'll know what to expect with that line.
0: So you're saying that Joe Smith has uh, projected that Sorelli is going to be down with them?
1: That's how they were practicing this morning.
0: Okay, and then Matthew Joseph then would take Sorelli's spot on the second line with uh, Killer and Stammer? Yes. Okay, well, that'll be interesting.
1: Yeah, which um, again, I'm I'm kind of a fan of. You know, he's got two finishers on that line. Talking about uh, Joseph, which that's always been his issue. He can drive the offense, he just can't finish it. Um, and he's got two of the best finishers on the team right now. Uh, but thinking that, about this, you know, though, neither of them are the fastest.
0: Isn't he that? That's that's what I was going to ask because, isn't he going to go too fast for them? Because he's moving at a million miles an hour all the time.
1: I don't know about too fast. I I think um, with this current line, they're not going to be expecting Joseph to finish, uh, you know, score these goals. I think he's going to be, typically he's going to be the first one in the zone. I can't, you know, I'm not sure how much they are going to play together and, you know, we'll see as the game goes on, but I I don't know. You're going to want, you know, you don't want your goal scorer to be the first guy in the zone. Uh, Well, if he's on a breakaway, obviously, but, you know, if you've got even pressure, uh, you're going to want the the fast guy who can get the puck off, uh, get the puck to uh, a linemate quickly, uh, especially a scoring linemate. I, I think the, the all the synergies kind of line up. I, I like the way that line is looking.
0: Okay, uh, I was looking at the uh, NHL.com uh, prediction here for for their lines, which does not have that, but they probably weren't looking at practice either. Uh, For the uh, Walleys, the Oilers, they do have uh, McDavid and Drysidel on two different lines. Don't they normally play together?
1: No, they normally play separate lines. Uh, Sometimes they will uh, interlope, but uh, given the, I'm not going to say lack of center depth, but when you've got two of the best centers in the game, you probably want to spread them out. On the power play, yeah, they'll be out there, you know, two minutes at a time. Uh, but most of the time, they do kind of try to spread it out. Who's uh Who are they playing with? Who are the line mates?
0: So McDavid's got Ryan McLeod and uh, Zach Hyman. And uh, Leon Dreisaitl has Kyler Yamamoto and the Caniac, Evander Kane. Mm. And their Is, third, uh, they only have, it looks like they're going to go per NHL.com, they're only going to have three lines of forwards. Oh, is that right? <laughs> yeah, three lines of forwards and then four pairs of D. For this, <laughs> is that what it's
1: actually showing?
0: <laughs> yeah, they, McLeod, oh McDavid, God. and Hyman, Kane, Drysaddle, Yamamoto, Warren, Fogle, Nugent, Hopkins, and Derek Ryan, and then it has Benson and Shore, Nurse and Bouchard, Lagesson and C C and uh, Broberg and Barry. Hmm, that's what it has. That'll here.
1: be interesting. I, it's probably just a typo or something, but. Uh, I know that they're missing uh yessse Poyarvi who's got a very fun name to say uh probably not too fun to spell um I know he, he oh I'm left looking a game. at it right here yeah
0: Pooley, it's if you were to if you were to say it uh, phonetically it's pull <laughs> that's how it's spelled
1: yeah he he himself he was like drafted third or fourth overall a couple of years ago and wasn't panning out to anything and he went over and played in the in the Swiss League uh last year or the year before and he's kind of having a resurgence uh and he's been playing with uh McDavid a lot uh, obviously that's going to help but uh he's out and he you know he's a major scoring threat so uh you know it's going to be a little bit easier I'm interested to see Evander Kane I haven't actually no I did watch him actually I uh, watched the uh Wild versus Oilers beatdown by the Wild so I didn't really get to see much but uh, it's always fun watching McDavid play uh, and Leon Dreisaitl. Uh McDavid's obviously flashier, but Drysaitel—he's—he's he, he's underrated. He's a big guy. He's like six four. Um, he, He's—he's kind of a tank. So almost the opposite player as McDavid, but can still be just as flashy. Uh, but they have—they have, they have He's a—he's a penalty killer. Uh, he he's more of a Swiss army knife than McDavid you know, he's more sound defensively, but he doesn't have the speed, uh, that McDavid has and probably doesn't have the same hands. Uh, but drive saddle, he does have a wicked shot and he he's got the ability to disrupt.
0: So give us your educated guess on what the score is going to be tonight.
1: Five, two lightning,
0: five, two lightning. All right. I will go since we haven't played in a week. And I want to say the Wales have played more recently than we have. I'll go four, two, four, two bolts,
1: four, two bolts. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I think, I think the lightning know that they, like I was saying last week, uh, they've been coming out flat. They haven't really been showing who they are the first part of the game. And I think it's going to be kind of the opposite. This is, this is just my uneducated guess. I think they're going to, completely reverse it. They're going to come out strong and finish kind of weak. That's just my, my
0: thoughts. So just the, I, I the, could be the bizarro version of the last couple of games, like the opposite. Okay. Pretty much. All yeah. Right. Okay. I got you. You know,
1: it's a team they haven't seen in um, two years. Yeah. Yeah. You That's know, who, who knows what the hell will happen. You know, the uh, depending on who, who they start uh, in goal, I think they're probably going to go with uh, Miko Koskinen. The um, the NHL
0: dot com page says uh, Marcus Nemeleinen. Who the hell is that? It's what it has. Like it has their goalies here listed in order. It says uh, Marcus Nemeleinen, Mike Smith, and Miko Koskinen third. Hmm. So is he maybe is is Koskinen doing like a uh, one of those things where you know like Vasilevsky doesn't even suit up for a game and they have like Brian Elliott and then you know. Max the King Legacy, like one of those wack, be, wacky games.
1: I I know that their uh, that their third goalie is typically Stuart Skinner, who a lot of the fans are kind of high on right now because of how you know pathetic that Edmonton's goaltending has been. So
0: so um, Nemo, I don't Allen, kind of, He's number eighty. He has played thirteen games this year so far. Has he? Yes, and uh, oh, he has not given up a goal. He's given up he's had ten shots against them. Or ten, he's had ten saves, and he's not given up a goal per this chart that I'm looking at.
1: And he's played thirteen games?
0: He's played thirteen games, yeah.
1: I think you got your your, your columns mixed up. Oh, yeah.
0: I'm looking that's right the, here. There's that's only less than one s- shot per game. There's only so many numbers in these columns because there's a thousand 000 zeros. So twenty one twenty two, team Edmonton. Games played, GP, thirteen, uh, PIM, four, S, ten, G, zero. I mean, you know, I'm an. It- I'm, I'm, I think I might that be a that's a mom. defenseman.
1: Does it have a? Does it? Does it show you a save percentage or anything? <laughs>
0: You're right. He's a defenseman. <laughs>
1: yeah. Yeah. Okay. From now on, I'll be stat guy. <laughs>
0: uh well you know i'm telling you if you just look at this site it confuses you right so okay because they're gonna go so one two three four five six seven eight nine forwards one two three four five six seven eight nine defensemen so two, four, six, eight, yeah nine so nine and nine that's just weird
1: I hardly ever use the NHL website. I'll use the app if I want to like quick reference something, but the best site that I can refer you to is hockeyreference.com. It is one of the best. There there are plenty of good ones out there, but Hockey Reference is where I get a lot of my stats. There, there's so many things you can do on this website that the NHL website just doesn't even come close to. Uh, what's great is you can, you can do so much. Right now, I'm looking at... Um, We've got two tabs open. I'm, you can compare players. And one of the things that I was really interested to see was how uh, the careers of Leon Dreisaitl and Nikita Kucherov match up. Um, they've are um, you know, they played the same amount of seasons, which I thought Dreisaitl was actually a good bit younger than Cooch but I forgot how long he actually has been in the league. Um, but it's again, with hockey reference, you, you can do so much with it. So much with it. Yeah, but then um, we'll never have but cool, right now, I'm cool moments at on our
0: show like this, you know, where we completely mess <laughs> up a guy's uh, a guy's position. You know, we're going to put a defenseman in, in goal.
1: <laughs> See, I knew the name never rung a bell. I was like, no way.
0: So here's a uh, okay. So here's here's a question for you. So um, Joe Smith put out a tweet uh, with a screenshot of a chart from the Athletic for the the uh, season projections here as of now. As of February twenty third, it has your percentage of of teams or your team's likely percentage of winning the cup, going to the final, and and breaks and breaks down from there, and then
1: oh, is it that like pie chart? Uh, the what's well, a big the bar dilating chart. pie chart? It's oh, a, okay, it's a
0: big bar chart, and it has you know the missing the playoffs, like a, your percentage chance of missing the playoffs. So, who do you think has the highest chance? of missing the playoffs without it being 100%. So this will just say, so this team has a 99% chance of missing the playoffs and a 1% chance of getting to the first round.
1: I think Montreal has already been mathematically eliminated from playoff contention. Um, I would go, I'm going to say Seattle.
0: So there's actually, let's see. Per this chart there are 1 2 3 4 5 6 7 8 9 10 teams that they give a 100% chance of missing the playoffs. Holy shit. 10 teams.
1: All right, okay. Okay, so then um
0: there's one team at 99, a team at 97. So there's a few teams in the 90s, but there's one sitting at 99. So they have this they have this absolute string cheese shred of a chance.
1: Um I'm going to say Oh man, I'm going to say I'll,
0: I'll give you a hint. They're they're in the Western Conference.
1: Chicago. Uh
0: nope, Chicago they say
1: 100%. Hmm. I knew they were bad. I'm trying to think of like teams that have kind of had like a resurgence in the last couple of weeks or so. Edmonton.
0: No, uh Edmonton they have they probably got a better chance. They actually only give Edmonton a 22% chance of missing the playoffs. <laughs> a forty, um, a 45% chance of making it to the first round, a 19% chance of a Division 10-3, and then like a 1% chance of winning the Stanley Cup.
1: Then my last two guesses will be San Jose or Dallas.
0: Ding, 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 ding. San Jose, 99% chance ah. of missing the playoffs. Dallas, they give a 47% chance of missing the playoffs. Wow. So in the 90s here, you got San Jose has a 99% chance. The Islanders have a 97% chance. The Canucks, 94 The Jets, 92 And then everyone else is, is, is not in the 90s. So those are all your teams with Damn. a 90-plus percent chance. Of missing the playoffs, and on the teams I was they had, for the Jets. The teams they have at a hundred percent. They have De- Detroit, Ottawa, Columbus, Chicago, Philly, Jersey, Kraken, uh, Buffalo, Montreal, and, and Arizona. Okay. So I thought that. Yeah, was I, interesting. I could be wrong.
1: I could be wrong when I said that. I think Montreal um, has already been mathematically eliminated, but I know they're right there. But they've been on a heater recently.
0: Yeah, I saw that St. Louis getting getting something out of Caulfield.
1: Yeah, which, you know, as, as much, I'm not going to say I gave him hate, but it was kind of, I'm going to sound like a dick, but it was kind of funny watching him, you know, I sh- <laughs> sound like an ass, watching him struggle this year, but it's really cool seeing a, a fellow short king be able to, you know, get, get, get a, Get a fire lit under Caulfield's ass, and he's been scoring goals like crazy. He's got six goals in eight games or something crazy like that. So, it, it, it's nice to see a resurgence. And I wasn't praying for his downfall or anything, but it's just funny to watch how a team can fall from grace, especially with how hyped that he was. It's just ironic.
0: What, what uh, team do you think they give the highest percent chance of winning the Stanley Cup? It's at 24%.
1: Hmm. Um, considering how that this graph has gone uh, I doubt that they're just going to base it strictly on points percentage um, I would go if I had to guess three of them I would go Colorado Carolina Florida
0: well, you got it on the second try. It was indeed Colorado with 24%. They have uh, okay. Florida with a 15% chance, um, Tampa with 13%, Carolina, Toronto, and Minnesota all tied at 6%. It's weird the way this this chart goes because they actually have them listed above Calgary, who they give... A seven percent chance of winning the Stanley Cups. Damn. So they actually have Calgary's probably, been on a heater. You know what it is? Is you know why I think they have this chart the way they do is probably because the two teams that they give these weird numbers for are both in the Western Conference. So I'm wondering if maybe they think that the path to the cup in the West will be a little bit easier.
1: Because you, I would say so.
0: You think about the path you have to go through to to get to the Eastern Conference Finals and then make it to the Cup from the East, right? You're going to have to go through us or Florida or Carolina, right? No one gives a shit about Toronto. So, it's probably a lot easier for Colorado to make it all the way through because, according to this, they would just have rough time with either Minnesota or Calgary, and that's really it.
1: Yeah, I know um, both those teams, Minnesota and Calgary— Um, they're tough teams, but the, the, the comparing the, comparing the East and West, it's almost unfair. The East is so much better. Um, I know there is a huge East coast bias in the league. Um, but the, the stats speak for themselves. There are teams right now that, uh, in the East, they are far out of a playoff spot that they'd be in the fight if they were in the West. Um, the, yeah, the competition isn't as um, it's not as, uh, I'm struggling to find the word for it, but you know, they, 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 it's not even that there's a lack of talent. It's just teams in the West almost seem to li- seem a little lost. Yeah. There's more rebuilding or retooling teams over there. Um, it, it's almost anybody's, anybody's game over there. Like I was saying a couple weeks ago, teams in the East, they're just fighting for seeding right now. Teams in the West, the playoff spots are still... You know, you, there's still, you know, probably four of them open. It, it all depends on, you know, how you finish the season. Right now, the only only team I can see, you know, missing, missing the playoffs in the East uh, that are currently in a spot right now is maybe, maybe Boston, which they still look like they're locked in, especially, you know, getting Marshawn back and all that. So, who knows, man?
0: Yeah, they give Boston a 59% chance of making the playoffs – and then a 3% chance of winning the cup. 3%.
1: Yeah, it, it's not happening.
0: Fair enough. Powered by the air you breathe, activated by the water that you and I drink. So, coming up next after the uh, Edmonton game tonight is the big one, the one that everyone has been waiting for for quite some time.
1: Oh, I'm sitting here in Nashville.
0: That's correct. The Nashville Predators Stadium Series game up at, what the hell is it called? Nissan Stadium?
1: Nissan what? Stadium, yeah. Yeah,
0: Nissan Stadium. It's a, it's sitting in a really cool spot. Um, I've been there before. It's a super neat place. Uh, I'm super excited also because my Vasilevsky jersey finally got here yesterday. Uh, so now I have my first ever away jersey, uh, the Stadium Series Vasilevsky jersey. You happy with it? I am very happy with it. I think it looks damn cool. Awesome super hell yeah night. man so it's my first white no, I, one and uh and i just gotta keep it clean
1: yeah i'm too irresponsible as much as i'd love to have one
0: yep so that game is going to be saturday night at seven and uh, i'm sure we'll have quite a bit to say about it next wednesday but we're gonna yeah that should be a good game you think you uh you got any uh, final thoughts before they wrap this bad boy up we've been going about an hour ish
1: oh shit uh, I got a couple notes here uh one game. interesting thing that uh actually happened today or yeah today or yesterday I forget but you know i'm a, I'm a big sean Avery fan and he's been I toying that. with the I- he's been toying with the idea of you know getting back you know playing pro hockey well he just signed a deal with the Orlando solar bears of all teams in the echL I think the contract is just as a reserve player, so if they need somebody, they'll call him up, but I know he's excited to get back in it. Uh, I think maybe in his head, he's trying to jockey for a spot on the Lightning. I know he's their biggest fan right now, so uh, it, again, you know, I everybody hates him. I love him. It's kind of a theme with me, I guess, um, but no, it's going it's to be really interesting watching him play. You know, if he does get into any games, I, I'd love to go in person.
0: He is, what, 42 years old? 41. 41. If you're playing hockey over 40, that's pretty damn good.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, shit, Chara, he's 44.
0: Yeah, that dude's something else.
1: Even though he's – nobody on the Islanders likes him.
0: That's that's a that's a shame. Well, I don't know. I don't really have any love lost for him, to be honest with you. I mean, he was a Bruin for so long, I, and I, I just hate you by virtue of you wearing that, that jersey, so –
1: Absolutely. But you gotta give him respect. He's a Hall of Famer any day.
0: Sure, sure. He was also the guy that, that uh Marshawn would go hide behind whenever he'd start some stuff.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, another cool thing uh here, they uh outside of Emily Arena they added some uh upscaled uh ring replicas of the last two championships.
0: What do you mean, like um like big statues or
1: not like big statues, but they're probably like, you know, two feet tall, um, you know, just just sized up a little bit, you know, enough you could probably carry with you. I'm not sure how they're mounted or anything. I just saw a quick picture of it, but who knows how long they're going to stay. I just think it's kind of a neat, neat little thing.
0: So they have them outside, like on a pedestal or something like that? Like, I haven't been in the arena mm-hmm. in a couple months.
1: Yeah, it's like, I don't know, from the picture that I saw, it's like near that, um, you know, where they have that stage... Uh,
0: yeah thunder alley
1: kind of by the yeah kind of by the parking garage there i'm I'm yeah i know it's thunder alley i'm just trying to give you a good reference there um that's that's where i saw it who knows if they're going to move it or whatever if they're going to keep it who knows but uh for the time being i think it's actually a really neat idea i don't know if i've ever seen that done before
0: well that's super cool Mm -hmm. hell yeah go check that out the next time that i'm there and if uh you know your listeners you guys are out there want to make a little pilgrimage there to amelie and check it out and uh, go give a high five to uh Phil Esposito's statue out there, you can do that too. Mm-hmm. Go buy some Yeah, he stuff. just
1: turned 80 uh last week.
0: Just turned 80? Holy smokes. Mm-hmm. Goodness yeah. gracious. Where has the time gone, man?
1: <sighs> Hasn't <laughs> followed him, man.
0: Wow. So <laughs> I can say is wow. Exactly. <laughs> all right. So if you want to talk to the show, you know if you want to test out our voicemail system, I tested it once, you can test it again. All this stuff will be in the show notes. Uh, The Lightning Rod 1 at ProtonMail.com. Send us an email. That's the number one. Or uh, hit us up on Twitter at Lightning Rod Pod. We are on all the major platforms. We just got onto Apple recently. We're also part of the uh, Podcasting 2.0 network. So if you have a Podcasting 2.0 compatible app, which you can find at NewPodcastApps.com, uh you can um stream us some stream us some some sats if you want if you're you know that that type of person. So uh until next week I am Johnny Pipes again and say goodbye brother.
1: Take care everybody. Peace.